Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the Great Obsession Podcast. I'm Riley. And I'm Sam. And tonight, I'm very excited and energetic because we have a special guest. Everyone say hi to friend of the podcast and the first ever Great Obsession special guest, Abby Tree. Woo! So excited to be here! Wow. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ooh. I just can't, I can't not say Abby Tree. It's just such an iconic last name. It truly is. Truly. Wow. Wow. Thank you. So Abby is our, um, possibly our only listener. That's not Number one fan. We've seen the analytics. (laughs) The number one fan. We know we sometimes have other listeners, but Abby is our number one fan and it is only, uh, it is, what what does Taylor Swift say? It's been a long time coming. Yes, the only person who has ever said that phrase, Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? In my mind, Taylor Swift invented it. (laughs) I don't care who said it before her. (laughs) So tonight we're talking about, I say tonight, in today's episode, I hope everyone's having a great Tuesday. So... Let's talk about what everyone is drinking. What are you drinking, Abby? Oh, man. The most iconic. I'm a Utah girly, so it is the iconic Utah soda in a styrofoam cup. It's a Diet Coke with uh, coconut and pineapple and coconut cream. So it's the hissy fit drink from Thirst. Yum. It's the, um, the Utah specialty which only really exists in Utah of these true flavored soda shops for anybody who doesn't live in the state of Utah. They have these like, like in the equivalent of like a coffee stand essentially, but all they sell is soda and you get all of these like flavors and weird combinations. It was a remarkable phenomenon that I was exposed to (laughs) when I visited. It really is so weird. Like, Anytime I go anywhere else, I'm like, mm, yep, we are the weird ones. <laughs> we are. The, it's us, you it's know, us. but, but I still love it. It's great. Excellent. I do miss the Utah soda shops. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you just want a little fizzy drink, you know, you don't like I, sometimes I want to buy a little drink at a little stand, but I don't want a coffee at 5 p.m. So, so, true. so true. Fun fact about uh, my and Riley's friendship, um, it is established on soda. <laughs> we, there was a whole summer where all we did was go to one of these soda shops and then play Mario Kart, and that's all we did. Like, Iconic, truly. That's it. That tells me, it. Tells me everything I need to know about the two of you. For, like, months. That was it. Months. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I spent, I kept, we kept so delicious in business that summer. We really did. They literally <laughs> went out of business after you moved. Like, not kidding. They took they that so delicious out of that place. They really Your did. Your impact. Now, I think it's because of COVID, but, um, well, we can say it was whatever. <laughs> you could say that, but correlation versus causation, people. So true. So true. So, so true. Um, Sam, what are you drinking? Um, this evening I am consuming my lavender haze tea. It's actually called lavender Ooh. sky, but I made the creative decision to change the name specifically for this moment. 
Oh my god. But it's um a delicious lavender herbal tea that really soothes me and honestly tastes like the color purple. I don't know how to describe it beyond that. It's not purple, but that's literally what it tastes like. It's great. Hmm. Wow. What about you, Obsessed Riley? Obsessed with that. I am drinking, uh, by this point, a podcast classic, a Raspberry Amen. Rose Poppy. There you go. That is all I'd be drinking this summer. You're it's a, so good. You're so a Poppy fizzy. promoter out here. <laughs> I know. They should be our first podcast sponsor. Sponsor us. We get five listens per episode. <laughs> because our audience is, like, so their target audience. So influential. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about tonight? Great question. Great question, the age-old question. I'll answer my own question. We're talking about <laughs> The Summer I Turned Pretty, season one. Season one, specifically, listeners. Not season two, because at the time we're recording this, it is not all out yet. Um, and so we'd ha- we will be discussing that in a future episode. But tonight, we're excited to talk about... The Summer I Turned Pretty Season 1, because this is one of Sam and my... I don't know how to... Sam and I's? Sam and yeah, my... Sam and I. Favorite. Sounds like they're saying salmon, but... <laughs> Always does. It's all right. <laughs> Weirdly, oh, well. I've never made that joke to you before. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, it's Riley and Anyways. I's fave... Um, it's a great summer vibe. We talk about it all the time and I'm really excited to be having this discussion with Abby here as our guest because she hates it. And I have thoughts (laughs) and feelings (laughs) and most can't wait are not positive and I am so excited (laughs) to duke this out with you guys. I feel like in every episode, it's either, like, Sam and I agree or we're on, like, some kind of spectrum where, like, one of us doesn't love it and then one of us loves it. And so now with that there's three people, I feel like it's going to be – I'm interested to see, like – You're where, excited to, like, team up spectrum. against me and, yes. and stop my ideas into the ground? I know. Prepared so to <laughs> – Prepared to get competitive. <laughs> well, I'm just – my goal is to make somebody cry. I don't know. It might be me. I might make myself cry. (laughs) But somebody, there's going to be tears. We'll see. Can't wait. I do cry when I watch this show. So um, That is insane to me. That is literally crazy. I felt no emotions but fury during this show. I simply... Do not understand that. We need to unpack this ASAP. I'm so, excited. so let's just do a real quick. Um, first of all, spoilers ahead. Just an, yes. a plethora yes. of spoilers for the entirety of the summer I pr- turned pretty season one, as well as the first book in the series, which I think is called the summer I turned pretty. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Not that. I don't know if anybody has read the book, but... I haven't read I've it, I've read the but book. I do not plan to. <laughs> well, I, I say I recommend it. There's spoilers for it, so just, like... Yeah. Be warned. Totally. Those spoilers will be me chiming in to be like, this didn't happen in the book, because that's basically the entire show. Great. Sick. I'm excited to learn. Yeah. 
Okay, so to to begin our discussion of this show, I feel like we need to just start talking about Add Belly and Jeremiah and Conrad. Should we yeah, just right. dive straight in? I think I I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like my my main thing with this show that I disliked was every single character <laughs> involved. <laughs> What does that even mean? I just I just disliked them as people and it, just the concept of them in general. I disliked. So I want to know, like, what is it? I want to know what you liked about, like, specifically these three, Billy, Jeremy, and Conrad. And then I'll tell you what I didn't like about them. And I'm just so curious. Like, what is it that makes you like them? Well, okay. Well, I think we should... Let's just do a quick start with Belly because she's our main. She's also mm-hmm. our like narrator and we are in her mm-hmm. thoughts versus we're never in anyone else's thoughts. So I think that's important. And I will say she has some moments where she's annoying to me, but she's annoying to me in the sense that I like see my teenage self in her so intensely mm-hmm. that it's like such a like secondhand cringe because I know that I was thinking and like imagining the same things as she is and that's embarrassing for me that gives me secondhand embarrassment Mm -hmm. but that's also (laughs) why I love her despite her maybe annoying and toxic behaviors at points because I feel like I relate to her and her thinking so much what about you Hmm. Riley why do you agree I think well, I also think Belly is a little bit of a self-insert in a way that mm. she's she reminds me a lot of my teenage self if my teenage self was cooler. So it's like Yeah. What like, we could imagine. I saw a tweet that was be. like Yeah, because I saw a tweet that was like, The Summer I Turned Pretty is a show that's only relatable for girls who got thrown into the pool by boys in high school. And that was simply never my reality or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, and that made me laugh because that was like most definitely never my reality, but it was what I daydreamed about. It's like being like the cool girl who the, mm-hmm. the guy wants to throw in the pool. So I feel like watching this show just makes me feel really nostalgic for mm-hmm. my teenage self and also, it's just, like, fun to – because it's so, like, kind of lighthearted being in Belly's perspective because she's a teenager and so she's pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, nice to just get into that mindset again of being a teenager and, and everything's easy and the whole world revolves around a boy. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so much happening in the show that Belly, like, she doesn't know and she's not observant literally at all to figure out why Conrad is so – broody all the time i feel like she could have figured it out if she really wanted to but when you're a teenager you're literally only thinking about yourself Mm -hmm. and your crush yeah i think that's a really good point and i think that that is kind of i i I think that's really interesting because to me i feel like what you're both saying is that you see parts of yourself in belly but she's kind of like the elevated version that when you were a teenager Mm -hmm. you wish you were Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I I just don't feel the same way. I think for me, like, she, 
like I, I I agree with you that I see her as like the cool kid that I never was and that I wanted to be. And I think mm-hmm. that my reaction to that, and that's just maybe personality and like, you know, how I react to things in general, is for me, that like twinge of jealousy just makes me dislike her so much you know and like like I kind of feel like it's my little deep-seated like you know like the patriarchy getting me down (laughs) you know like with you know like oh the pretty popular girl you know I'm not the pretty popular girl I want to be like like when I was 15 14 15 I was still like, eating my lunch in the library and, like, you know, yeah. reading all the time. And I had, like, no friends that were guys. And so, for me, that was just so far outside of my reality that mm. it comes off... First of all, it comes off as, like, mm, I don't like her because she's everything I want to be, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't like her because, to me, that doesn't seem real. That's so far away from my reality that... It just doesn't, it's not reachable. It's not, it's not relatable to me. That's really interesting to me because it's like we were all feeling the same way in the sense that Belly reflects a very tangible teen to us, but the way we feel towards that tangible being is really on a spectrum, which I think is actually quite interesting and is maybe a credit to the character to some extent that she she being belly the fictional character is like able to encapsulate such a true and genuine persona of a cool teen girl that it elicits like these reactions from us that we the same reactions we had when we were encountering cool teen girls right, in real life totally. which is kind of crazy actually yeah and i think like i don't think there's necessarily anything inherently different about the three of us when we were young i don't think you know none of us were like captain of the cheer team or whatever it seems like she's like on the varsity Speak for volleyball yourself. team no, I'm just you know kidding. i mean i don't know sam i don't know i mean i don't know if you're aware if you wanna, Abby, if you wanna, but <laughs> we're in the presence of a varsity athlete that's true I know. that's true <laughs> please and for all of you who don't know riley is is a varsity athlete all through high school an absolute star exactly was <laughs> keyword was. was not is but maybe you're the closest to like belly's reality of the three of us well i do think riley might be like my coolest friend so that's probably true but uh, you're not my coolest like, friend wow, i'm flattered <laughs> <laughs> i love you i'm just kidding not really <laughs> No, because one of our high school friends was uh, the captain of the cheer team. So Sam and I had cooler. See, I I don't think I could have had friends that I don't think I could have had a friend that was captain of the cheer team. I think I would have been jealous. I think I would have been bitter about it. I don't know. Hmm. You guys are just better people than me. That's (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready to cry yet, Abby? Yes. You're yes. like, I'm crying for different reasons than I anticipated. It's 
Bye. I know. Just like the Barbie movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what man. a twist. What a twist. I will yeah, say. But that's interesting. I think thinking about the differing reactions to Belly as a character, I can see how then moving away from that, Belly's relationships with the two brothers, Conrad, my baby, and Jeremiah, I don't like him. Um, <laughs> and you can like really see how that would really change from person to person your perspective on those relationships so if you had to ship anybody abby who are like whose team are you on i'm definitely team conrad um (laughs) bless that was close you were worried i was was like she's a wild card i don't know (laughs) i think i don't know i think for several reasons one like okay i'll say this i find both of them annoying and endearing in different ways right i i think jeremiah for me is a little more annoying because he's kind of just like clueless and again it's a total teenage they're all teenagers and they have very teenager like responses to things and i think that's Mm -hmm. normal um I do have a pet peeve when people rate teenagers, but they are, like, supposed to be, like, adults. And I think mm-hmm. it's fine that they're teenagers and they do dumb things, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think with Jeremiah, he's just so wrapped up in, like, that everybody loves him and, you know, just who he is. He's so kind of wrapped up in himself and he doesn't pay any attention to anybody else. And then when he does get the news... He's like, he makes it all about him. And he's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me and all this stuff. And I just think he's a little more Mm self-centered. And I don't see him, um, like, I know he cares about Belly. But I think that when it comes down to brass tacks, I could see him really throwing her under the bus. Whereas I feel like with Conrad, he's so emo. He's just, he's so emo with like, you know. (laughs) I love a broken boy. LOL. And I, but I think, to be honest, he's just so hot. He's just so good looking. And he's, you know, I just think he's cuter. Mm. And I'm, I'm okay that he's emo. I've, I'd rather the emo boy than the oblivious boy. Mm. So true, bestie. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like what makes Conrad for me, like, aside from him just being really hot in particular is that him and belly's chemistry is crazy in the i think like anytime Mm -hmm. they're on screen together i just feel like it's so electric and like you want them to like touch so bad and i'm like dying for every little like look that they're giving each other whereas belly and jeremiah it's it's only friend chemistry Mm -hmm. so when like when they kiss it does feel a little forced uh, yeah which well, I think I, is how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. Yeah, because I do think it's an interesting, like, when you think about casting choices, like, did they intentionally cast Jeremiah to be somebody who didn't have off-the-charts chemistry with Lola Tung? Is that her name? 
I think that's her Lola name. Lola Tung, so. yeah. Yeah, okay. The actress who plays Belly. And, like, was it intentional that they didn't want them to have a ton of chemistry? And they wanted to make sure that her and Conrad, the guy who played him, had a lot? I think that's an interesting thing to think about casting-wise. I will also say that the guy who plays Conrad, I think, is, like, the master of the micro-expression. Because there's so many scenes where he is just like kind of in the background. He's not the main focus of the scene. And he's having these like very expressive moments on his face. And it just like really draws you in that he feels so deeply for Belly. Versus Jeremiah seems to be pretty flat in his affection like his affection for belly feels the same as his affection for anyone else he's flirting with like he's a very flirty character and it doesn't feel different or special with belly at all and so that Mm -hmm. also becomes kind of hard to buy in i will say my one critique of the chemistry though is i don't ever get like why belly would be into him that's a gap for me. Yeah, I don't know. And other than just, like... I mean, the whole point of the show is that this is the first summer that she's, like, ready to date, you know? Right. And, like, mm-hmm. ready to be into boys. And that's, like, the first summer that's what she wants. And I think that it's fun to feel... Like, it's it feels good when somebody likes you, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's... It can be hard to say no... Mm-hmm. because you're like well somebody likes me and so i want to hang out with them and kiss them and blah 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 and if conrad's not giving her the time of day she might just be like well he's cute he can make out with me in the pool that's fine mm-hmm. that is a very like teen response of like whatever is viable is what i'm gonna go with for better or for worse and i do i agree that that puts her relationship with Jeremiah, I think, in kind of a different light to me. What about you, Riley? You're so quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of taking it in a different direction here. But I, when I watch this show, my internal conflict is that I love Conrad for Belly. But I, I love Jeremiah for myself. <laughs> I think I'm the the resident Jeremiah stan because I'm in love with him. I'm obsessed with like golden retriever energy and I think he's that actor is just like one of the most beautiful he's surfer so boy cute. looking people I've ever seen. His hair. And his so eyes. every time he's on my screen, I cannot stop staring at him, especially like his eyes and his golden hair. Every time he's on the screen, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm in love with you." So <laughs> That it speaks to the to Belly and Conrad's chemistry that I love Jeremiah, but I love Conrad more for Belly because Jeremiah is a total sweetie, a total golden retriever, but he also reads younger than Conrad, which I think he's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it makes sense that he is just more kind of like Abby said, like he's flirty with everyone and the way that he flirts with belly doesn't necessarily feel special and it doesn't feel like there's anything really deeper there other than like they think each other's cute and they've been besties since like a really long time and whereas with conrad he's like 
older and so he's a little bit more distant from Belly, which I feel like makes him more like mysterious and therefore more like exciting because, you know, they're teenagers. And when you're a teenager, you're always into the you're you always have a crush on some someone when you don't know very much about them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I feel like. I when I'm watching when I watched the show for the first time when Billy and Jeremiah kissed in the pool I was like excited and then I was like wait why am I excited I was confused. about this because, like, I don't want them to be together I'm just living vicariously through Billy and I want Jeremiah so that's why I'm excited <laughs> and then Hello. when her and Conrad uh finally kissed later in the show then I was like oh no this is this is these need to be end game. These people need to be end game. But I, I'm dying for Jeremiah to be happy. I want him to yeah. find another girl or guy that just makes him so happy. And I unfortunately don't think we're going to see that in later seasons. So it's so be a painful watch. What do you think of the brothers' like relationship with each other? You know, like kind of going with that, like. How do you think... I know nothing about season two. Literally nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I would imagine, like, end of season one, Conrad, you know, and Belly the Kiss, they're excited, something starting. I, like, part of me wants to believe... This is another reason why I think Conrad over Jeremiah. Because I want to believe that Jeremiah would be like, whatever, you know? She was my crush of the week. Move on to the next one. But I don't think mm-hmm. he will. I think he's going to be a real butt about it. And <laughs> I, I just, that is another, and that's that's totally just me projecting and like mm-hmm. predicting his behavior because I really don't know. But I, I want him to be like the bigger person and say, okay, I'll go find another person. But I anticipate him getting like hung up on belly mm-hmm. and having that be like a problem for their relationship. Well, and I think something that I agree with you, first of all, I I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to take the more mature route, so to speak. And I think that because he is so oblivious the entire season to so many things, he's oblivious to why Conrad's unhappy. He's actually kind of oblivious to Belly's like, real feelings it's not until she's like overtly about conrad that he's like oh are they gonna kiss do they like each other and it's mm-hmm. like and then he shoots a firework at them which which wildly is unsafe. so dumb so, so dumb crazy. yeah that's, that was very stupid which that's another reason why like i kind of have a hard time with him like does he really care about belly's real feelings like i feel like if you cared about how somebody feels you would just let them like who they like Well, and that's kind of my thing is I feel like he is a very classic self-centered teen where everything has to – the only things that matter are how they relate to him and like Belly liking Conrad. It's not about Belly and Conrad. It's about, oh, Jeremiah is not coming out as like the winner there. And I think – that it's just compounded when he finds out that Conrad has known this whole time that Susanna is sick. And it's not about Conrad. It's not about Susanna. It's the fact that Jeremiah feels left out again. And he, like, can't cope with that. And so I think 
his obliviousness to what's going on around him and like inability to really pay attention to the people around him is going to make him insufferable I think when it comes to Belly and Conrad and like creating blockages that are like unnecessary and honestly are not like coming from a real place of genuine emotion in my opinion I don't know we'll see um and so I think that that's I think he's young and I think Conrad has like grown up a lot between finding out about his dad's affair and then finding about his mother's sickness and just generally being an older child that he has so much more maturity and like it's like all about self-sacrifice to his detriment and then Jeremiah is just so immature and so selfish that the contrast of those is not gonna be good it's not complimentary. It's true. They're like complete opposites. Mm-hmm. I also think there's an element of Jeremiah being the younger brother who kind of feels like he lives in his brother's shadow. Because we learn mm-hmm. at the beginning that Conrad is like a star football player and was like initially going to be gunning for like college football. Uh, whereas Jeremiah doesn't seem to have much going for him in that regard and i will say i have to comment i feel like the actor who plays jeremiah seems far more athletic than the actor who plays conrad i was not convinced conrad knew how to play football at any point in this series i was not convinced that conrad uh would not have been as good at volleyball as (laughs) jeremiah (laughs) yeah agreed agreed (laughs) that's so true but i feel like because we we are supposed to think that or like we're supposed to understand that conrad is more talented at sports than jeremiah right that um they it also seems like jeremiah when when his dad comes into town for the fourth of july it's very clear jeremiah is like just trying to get his dad's approval like he's kind of following him around like a puppy and like dad come play catch with us dad come do this and then he gets mad when conrad is not giving the same energy and so i just i think there's no no jeremiah doesn't know anything about anything yeah so he's just like oblivious and i think because he's jealous of his brother he's projecting all this stuff onto conrad and like why aren't you you know behaving the way i think you should when really he just doesn't understand what's going on but Mm -hmm. he's like not even in a mindset to be observant and understand it because he's too busy projecting so do you think that jeremiah even actually likes belly or do you think he only likes belly because he knows that belly likes conrad and he wants to have what conrad doesn't i think it's both because it it is said multiple times that Jeremiah and Belly are, like, the best of friends among the, like, mm-hmm. group of kids. And, like, they're supposedly really good friends and they have a lot of history as friends. And I think, kind of to your point earlier, Abby, when you are just reaching these sort of transitional stages of, ooh, like, dating is on the table. Ooh, people could like me. Like, there's just a lot of 
unknowns there. And I think it's easy to mistake deep friendship for maybe some kind of romantic connection. And so I could see Jeremiah sort of convincing himself that there's more there with Belly and like that's being compounded by the fact that he also has this pre-existing jealousy of Conrad and knows that Conrad is who she really likes. And so I, I think that there's, I don't know if it's he's convincing himself that the affection is maybe romantic in nature because he wants to compete with Conrad or if they're just like those two things are developing simultaneously next to each other. I'm not sure, but I th- I do think it's both. I th- I think he has genuine affection for her. I just don't. I'm not convinced it's romantic. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I feel like that's why I like this show is because the there's all these different relationships. Some are family relationships and some are just like really long-time friendships and I just feel like it it all reads very true to how all of these characters are complex and they all have their own things going on and but because they're all teenagers they're all pretty shallow about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I I can see why it's a frustrating watch that like you don't necessarily enjoy watching Abby well this is something I was just thinking about as we were talking about this I was like wow we're talking a lot about these characters that I had zero thoughts about (laughs) like (laughs) honestly I had not this many thoughts coming in and I, I think that's a really interesting point you made, Riley. And I wonder if, again, kind of honestly going back to the same point about Belly a little bit, that, like, I just have a hard time getting past, seeing past, like, the the first layer mm. of this show. And you have a hard time thinking that cool people are real people. Kind of, yeah, that they have honestly. Depth. And, like, like, I was just looking at my notes, and, like, a lot of my notes are honestly just, like, so cliche. <laughs> Like, like one of them is like Conrad's just too emo for me. I don't know. Another one is, is I could never. Belly's annoying because she's just the classic. I'm not like other girls, girl. You know, and like I, I think that for me, I mean, maybe too soon to say. You guys are are convincing me a little bit. You're bringing Whoa. me over yes. to the to the dark side. Um. But, like, I think it's really interesting because I, I've i watched this show now twice. And the first mm-hmm. time I watched it, I was like, I don't know why I'm finishing this show. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, I, I watched, like, the first couple episodes with Riley and then finished it and was like, no thoughts about the show. And then the second time I watched it, I watched it all in one sitting because I was sick. And I, like, took notes and genuinely did try to think of like character development and dialogue and like themes of the show and came up with very little but it's interesting to just see how um I don't know how your different perspectives you guys are getting so much more out of it than I did and I just find that so interesting like what's what's so different about either like our experiences with watching stuff or just our personalities that made it so that you both just got so much out of it whereas I got like not that much you know <laughs> I just well, think it's I mean, so interesting 
I will say, I think, like, even the two critiques that you just read off there are super valid. Like, you're absolutely right. Belly is, like, massive, like, I'm not like other girls. Pick me. I'm one of the boys, like, vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she does fall into that cliche. But the reason it's a cliche is because girls are actually like that. Like, it's like a real teen girl reality. And I, I will say Riley and I consume a lot of like teen content and I feel like we're we always talking about, oh, well, like they're teens and that's why this is maybe underdeveloped, yada, yada, yada. So I, it could be just like pre-existing consumption of teen content has like primed <laughs> us for this. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but that is really interesting to sort of think about, um, like two such different experiences because I've rewatched this like so many times whenever I want to feel like some nice nostalgic summer vibes and like just escape a little bit this is the show that I like flip on and it never gets old for me which is crazy to think that you didn't even want to like finish it it's wild yeah do and, you like, not I get definitely like, do you not, like, feel this, like, are the summer vibes not there for you with this show? I think it's there for me in two aspects. One is the clothes. Mm-hmm. I think that the mm-hmm. costuming for the show is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I see that there is intention with this show. You know, so I think the costuming is really great, and I think the music is really great. Yes. And that's where I get yes. the vibes. But okay. the dialogue and the characters, No. That, that's where it ends. <laughs> that's where, like, that's where I, I, that's where it loses me. I, I see how, like, in talking with you guys about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I think you're right. I think there was a lot of thought that went into the characters, and there was a lot of thought that went into the dialogue. Um, but that doesn't mean that I it's just, appealing to you. Like, just because, yeah, you can register that there was like thought and intention doesn't mean that it's something that's now going to be enjoyable for you. Yeah, but my my honest, like, reaction to the show the first time I watched it was, like, this is just, like, a cash grab show that, you know, Amazon, you know, uh, Jenny Han had her really big success on Netflix, and they are trying to adapt another book series of hers because the first one was successful, and they're riding off that success. That was, like, my thoughts. And then, but now talking about it, I'm, I'm getting into it a little more. I see it. Winners. We're, we're converting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just feel like for me, the first time I watched it, I was like, like, I think Sam and I read a lot of like YA novels. And so like we, we said, we, um, I don't know, we discuss stories and plot lines where there are teenagers involved fairly mm-hmm. often. And also I just, maybe it's because at this point in my life, I'm just like, sad and I kind of miss just like the the thoughtlessness of being a teenager mm-hmm. like it was just so so carefree and so easy to be self-centered because nothing else mattered so yeah. when I watch a show like this it just takes me back to that and it's fun to just get back in that mindset of mm-hmm. like wow nothing matters except for me and do I look good in this outfit and does this boy like me and but I could see how that's not always appealing well and something that kind of um made me think about what you just said Riley is one of the things I love about this show is the fact that it 
reminds me what it feels like to have a crush. Like at this mm-hmm. point, I'm married. I'm I'm off the dating scene. I haven't like I don't have real crushes anymore. And so I think this show like gives me that same like it reminds me of what it feels like to like have a crush and not know what to do with yourself and do stupid stuff because of said crush and after the fact you're like that was so cringe of me but like you can't help yourself because you're a teen and you have a crush and I think that that is what I really like enjoy from this it's like a feeling that I don't get anymore but I remember having (laughs) that is so interesting because as like a single person dating is still very much a part of my life right Mm -hmm. and those things like having a crush or having to do something about it are not like happy thoughts for me or stressful (laughs) you know that's so true wait that's such a good point like like the thought of you know like the thought of having a crush on a boy and having to like talk to him about it or like you know, I'm like, mm, run. <laughs> See, so it's Can like I the just, opposite like, of escapism for you. This is like totally you're like watching it, like, it and you're me like, of my real life. <laughs> <laughs> Which it does not do that for me. It does not remind me of my current reality at all. Couldn't be further from it. Which I think is just wow. Way to throw it in my face, Sam. <laughs> just a really interesting point that I just hadn't thought of um before yeah. this discussion yeah well because also I feel like teenage crushes are different than adult crushes yeah. because when you're an adult it's like oh I like I There's have stakes. my established life and like letting potentially letting someone in or like pursuing someone would really drastically change things whereas yeah. when you're a teenager like it doesn't really it's just like so inconsequential like you're not thinking oh i have a crush this means i'm going to get married it just means like bro boy we might make out in the pool like like okay but riley i feel like did you did you get married as a teen how old were you no 22 oh yo i thought you were 20 (laughs) please It wasn't that long ago. I was oh, like, well. Riley's been married for like a decade. <laughs> that tells you of the mindset Sam was in when I got married. She's like, this child bride. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad, fam. You weren't a teen. I was like, this girl talking about adult crushes got married as a teenager. <laughs> My bad, my bad. Oh, man, that's hilarious. To be fair, I was a very young adult, so I I definitely feel like having a crush now would feel different than it did when I was 22. Just, like, having a crush when I was 22 felt very different than when I was 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when I was 22, I was like, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, and I'm thinking about, like, how our life together would work. And as a teen, it was more like this boy is really hot and um i feel like excited when i'm with him yeah 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 i really want to have my first kiss today yeah 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 anyways interesting i love conrad and i would (laughs) just 
do horrible things to make him happy. <laughs> Sam loves a tortured boy. I do. Just like a it's sad so boy. funny because Jack makes fun of me all the time because I just love broken men. And he's like, what does that say about me? Like, how broken was I when you found me? And I was like, not at all. That is so funny. Uh, yeah, but I do. I just love a tortured soul. Well, I think this is an interesting segue because the there's really only two main characters in the show that are adults. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. One of the things that... Um, Sorry, I'm so distracted by how bad this lighting is. <laughs> I know, it's like turning you into a ghost. Should I just be a ghost? Um, I'll just be a ghost. Just ignore it. Um, um, but So the two main adult characters are the moms, right? And mm-hmm. I, one of the things that now this is making this more interesting to me, one of the comments I had, aside from the fact that I don't believe that Laurel can act, the actress for Laurel. I, I did not enjoy really? her. Really? I did not enjoy her performance. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll let the SAG know. Thank you. <laughs> Please do. Um, is that I, I find this them interesting because in many ways they act similarly. Like they make choices that I think a teenager would make. Or they... Um, they don't always pick, like, the, you know how, like, in, in TV and movies and stories a lot of the time, the parents are, like, the voice of reason, and they're so stable, and mm-hmm. they have all their shit together, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and I feel like the moms in this show, like, for better or for worse, have their flaws a little more on display. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you I didn't think like that. Kind of, well, I don't I don't know if I liked it or didn't like it. It's I'm I'm more just saying I think it's interesting kind of going off our discussion of like how we react to things when we're adults versus when we're kids. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's interesting cuz I didn't think about that when I watched it and I didn't think about I guess the reasoning behind why they made the choices they did. I mostly just straight up judged them for the choices they made. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Like, I don't know. I just think they're interesting characters. In hindsight. <clears throat> I think the Susanna and Laurel relationship is one of the best parts of the show for me. Because I I just think it's not very often that in a show about teenagers, you get to see parents with like actual depth. And I feel like that their, like, soulmate friendship is just so wholesome to me and mm-hmm. so sweet. And I I love that they they kind of have this thing where, like, they're parents, but then every summer they get to, like, feel young again because they're with each other and they've been best friends since, the I think, magic college. Of cousins. Is, That's right. Yeah, it's this magic of Cousins Beach which is kind of an interesting character in itself in that I feel like every character in this show, um, and, and we don't see them too much like 
when they're not at Cousins. Actually, we don't see that at all. But we're kind of made to understand that the way that they're behaving in Cousins is different than the way that they behave like during the school year. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Cousins is sort of just like this magic place that is full of memories and nostalgia. And I think for the kids and for Laurel, it's also a place where like money is not really a concern because we're made to understand that Susanna is significantly richer than Laurel and her family, which I just think gives Laurel and Susanna an interesting dynamic because it's like one friend has a lot of money and is inviting this other friend to like take part in this life that she's able to afford. But you can see that there's like some guilt there on Laurel's part because she wants Mm -hmm. to buy Belly that debutante dress. But then Susanna ends up buying it. And I I don't know. I just seeing those kinds of adult like relationship dynamics, I think, made the show even more intriguing for me because I found their relationship to be relatable as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I think I really loved having both of them. And I loved that they're I, I think the un sort of spoken narrative within this season to me at least is like they are actually one another's soulmates and like they're both in impending or current divorces like their husbands have let them down for whatever reason and like at the end of the day they feel like the only person who like truly understands them and sees them and is there for them is like each other And I think that that's a really beautiful dynamic to see play out on screen. Um, I just thought that I thought there was a lot of they added a lot of really interesting relationship play into it and how the kids perceived their parents, I thought was also really interesting. And I didn't feel like they made that many bad decisions. I'm gonna be honest. What bad decisions are you thinking of? Because there were several where I was like, I get that. I get why she did that. I think, yeah, I think, like, as I'm thinking about it a little more, um, I think maybe not necessarily bad decisions, but I think, um, I, I, I think it's really interesting what you said about there being cousins' moms versus, mm-hmm. like, real-life moms. And I think, for me... I'm just, when, hmm, thoughts, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I think, I think for me, a lot of it is just that those aren't decisions that I relate to them as adults in the story, I don't relate to the teenagers very much in the story, and so Mm -hmm. for me, I was expecting to, maybe not expecting, but I... I wanted to relate to them more and the the choices they made are not ones that I would make. But and like which choices? Me, I think I think a lot of it has to do with um well the the two main ones I'm thinking of. One is with um Susanna and I feel like a lot of her like ways that she kind of deals with what she's going through is through the kids Mm. you know things like Mm -hmm. living through belly's experience of the debutante ball or um 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just wrong as I'm thinking no, about it more. I don't, think you're, <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I do think that, like, I think you're right. Susanna is at some points really sort of trying to, like, force the nostalgia of cousins on the kids even though the kids are like growing up and kind of shifting away from that Mm -hmm. because she is obviously knows that it's likely her last summer there and so she's she's you know when you like have this vacation planned out in your head or this like visit to friends or party or whatever and there's like such a clear image of what you want to happen and expect to happen and then of course you get there and that's not how it goes and that like becomes really like frustrating and annoying and you like try to set it up so that it's just like your mental image I do think that there's several moments where it feels like Susanna is trying to do that and like the kids are not terribly cooperative in her yeah like dreaming and so I do I do think you are correct there i think that's that's absolutely a an accurate point yeah something else i was gonna say about the moms that i think is interesting like i i agree that in a lot of ways they are each other's soulmates but they're also foils for each other in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. like i think riley mentioned like their like susanna's wealth and um and laurel you know struggling feeling uncomfortable with that um i think Another one is the debutante ball where Susanna doesn't have a daughter and she really, you know, views Belly in a lot of ways as her child. <clears throat> and Laurel is like, it's antiquated. I don't think she wants to do this. This isn't Belly, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think also in how they dealt with their divorces. I, I, I understand that Susanna's, I think, is not quite as far along as Laurel's, but... I think that just, like, the way they, they, you know, Laurel is, from what I understand, she was like, okay, I didn't want to be with him anymore, and I divorced him, you know? And Susanna, you know, learns this terrible thing about her husband and doesn't tell her kids about what's going on. And she wants to just continue living like life is perfect, you know? And so I think that in a lot of ways, they, they want different things. And they react to things a little differently. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting because they do get along really well. And they are a support for each other. Even if they disagree with some of the decisions that each other makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting seeing them kind of have conflict in their friendship. Uh, in that scene, the 4th of July episode where um, Laurel invites Susanna's yes. husband. Um, it's pretty painful to watch because it's clear that was like a bad decision to go behind her best friend's back and invite her husband. But also Laurel didn't know that, uh, Susanna, let's see, Laurel didn't know about the affair because Susanna didn't tell her because Susanna prefers to just continue as if life is perfect and like, keep it all kind of under wraps. But then that kind of comes back to bite her in the ass because her best friend is just trying to do what she thinks is best. And yeah. it ends up kind of fucking things up. So that that part is definitely kind of hard to watch. And I could see why you'd watch and be like, this is a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I don't know. I, I think that they are interesting characters. Um, I think. It's funny that you think Laurel can't act. 
I didn't. Find I just it. did not. And I don't know. Just the delivery of some of her lines for me came off as really stale, and just like I was like, you know, I just didn't find her necessarily. It brought me out. Like whenever she was on screen, I was like, this is a show. She was a person who was cast, you know, and then she had huh. lines given to her. And then there are other people, like, I think Belly is a really good actress. And there are some other people in the show where, as I was watching it, I didn't think about the fact that I was watching a TV show, you know. But Laurel, just every time. The other person um, who I felt that way about was, uh, what's the friend's name? I'm drawing a blank. Taylor? Taylor, yes. I also, just her delivery of things. Maybe it's just because I found her so annoying, but... I think I will say, as somebody who's watched the first three episodes of season two, um, I think the it the problem in the first season is more her material than the actress because okay. she is I would agree, she is not likable in season one. And it's difficult Mm -mm. as like a viewer to even be convinced that she's Belly's like genuine friend. Like it does not feel like she has Belly's best interests in mind. And she, yeah, she just comes across very off putting and you like, don't, I at least found it really hard to understand what her and Belly's dynamic was supposed to be. And I do think it was probably like a bit of a shifting dynamic because Belly was like maturing and like starting to catch up to Taylor in that aspect versus Taylor had always been the more mature cool friend so I do think there's elements of that that was intentional but based off of my initial watch of season two which like I said I've only seen the first three episodes but I'm far more convinced of their friendship from just that alone and so I and I Hmm. am far more convinced that the actress is talented and can and does have chemistry with belly and like can really show this genuine friendship but she's not given the material or the space to do so in season one at least in my that's a good point preliminary opinion okay yeah good to know i i feel like the belly taylor friendship is actually something i find really interesting in this show because maybe just because it's really relatable to me because I have had friends who I feel like are the main character in every room I don't know if it's because I'm like as kind of a more introverted like reserved person I tend to attract friends who are the opposite of me and so I've I had some I've had friends in college where like I I go to the party and they're the main character and it's just like kind of an, an interesting experience because you love that friend, but you feel a little bit jealous. And so anyway, I feel like when I was watching that show, I was definitely kind of self-inserting myself into Belly. And I felt like the way that she was behaving around Taylor was really relatable because Taylor was not being a very good friend. She was being self-centered and she was very much like kind of not really coming to terms with the fact that Belly was catching up with her in like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you call it, like coolness. Well, <laughs> yeah. And one thing I just thought about when you said that, Riley, is I think it's what's happening is Taylor is the main character generally in their dynamic when they're at school. But when Belly's at in Cousins, she's the main character in Cousins. Mm-hmm. She's the only girl. And then when Taylor uh-huh. comes to visit, 
neither of them know how to deal with the dynamic of both of them vying for main character. And I think that's where the tension really stems from. That's true. And I think it's be, I think it's hard to watch their friendship in the first season because we don't get any, like, we don't really know what their friendship is like outside of cousins Mm -hmm. uh, other than just what we're told. And so what we're seeing is them struggling to be friends and we're like, why are they friends? Yeah. But I was pretty impressed with how this friendship was presented on screen because in the book, uh, Belly and Taylor's friendship is like so stupid and surface level and Belly's so annoying. Like she literally hates Taylor every time Taylor's in the room. Belly's internal monologue is like, I hate Taylor. (laughs) So (laughs) the whole time reading the book, I just didn't love the book overall because it was just, I don't know, pretty straightforward and surface level. And, and there was no, like, complex dynamics at all. And so then the fact that they were able to take that as the source material and make it into, like, a a complex and interesting friendship that I found relatable in the show is something that I really liked about it. Mm. So maybe, Abby, if you read the book and you saw how much it sucked, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> this show's <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> maybe. be like, wow, I can't believe that they got that high quality of a show out of this crap book. Oh, well. Yeah, because the book is so, it's, like, so short, and it's so, I don't know, surface level. It's just, when I read it, I was expecting to be so impressed, and I just, like, was not. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Belly and Taylor's relationship is just kind of, like, maybe in its developing stages in this season, like we're getting kind of the groundwork of the tension and the conflict that they've had to deal with. And then we'll see it develop more as they grow a little bit more in the next season. Mm -hmm. So let me Um, ask this question because I just have no idea. Does season two take place in Cousins? Sort of. Okay. They're, They're not in Cousins the entire time. You like get to see some outside of Cousins life. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But it is Man, summer. You guys yeah. are you guys are gonna get me to watch this freaking season two. Yeah, we are. <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> and then you're gonna pick up on all sorts of things. Yeah. You're gonna you come out of this discussion yeah. and you're gonna be like, Wow, am I um a summer I turn pretty aficionado? Scholar? <laughs> Scholar. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> That's what we are. Summer yeah, I turned pretty sure. scholars. Love for that for sure. us. Considering oh, well. only one of us has ever read the book. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh, man. Um, should we talk about Steven? He's the one character we haven't really... I literally, uh... in my head, went, who's Steven? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because, honestly, I quite like Steven. I think he's a good time. I think he's a nice side character that doesn't like he has his own like sort of sub storyline happening but compared to everything else he's just so low stakes and like I think whenever you're watching or at least for me whenever I'm watching like a real teen centric story sometimes I need like a palate cleanser that like gets away from the teen cringe you know like watching Mm -hmm. teens is like pretty stressful like being a teen sucks and sometimes (laughs) it's nice to have a character whose storyline is honestly 
not super cringy or stressful. You're just like, okay, and predictable. Bro. And predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I quite like Steven. I think he's a sweetie. I I Me like too. Steven because he is what it they really do encapsulate what it's like to have a brother. Yeah. With Steven. Like he and and an older brother too. Like he leaves her out of stuff. He doesn't want his little sister around. You know, he's grossed out that she's dating. Yeah. He <laughs> he teases her, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I do think he's a good characterization of an older brother, you know. But deep down, they do love each other, and they do care about each other. And I think that's sweet. I would Look agree. at me yeah. saying positive things about this show. Who am I? I know. We've really brought you around. Who are you? <laughs> the one thing with Steven that was, like, pretty cringe and hard to watch was when he gambles away all his oh money. Oh, my gosh. Yes. the expense of looking cool yeah. to those guys. I was like, I, oh, it's brutal, but like, I, I, I sort of understand what's happening because like he's a character who's fending for himself financially amongst kids who are playing with their parents' money, and he's trying to keep up, and that's just such a tough situation to be in. Yeah, I, go ahead, Abby. I, I was just gonna say, I think it's interesting because I think the girl, what's the girl he's dating? Is that Shayla? 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 I think I think she's nice, but I do think that Jeremiah has a good point when he told him not to date her. <laughs> because yeah. I think like she's she's a spoiled little rich girl and she's got She's a classic example of like just not understanding what it's like to totally. not be rich when mm-hmm. she's like totally. Oh, you should get like here's this super I'm fashion with forward this expensive dress you should also have your tux be by this designer and he's like is there a jc penny i can go to right you know yeah yeah and she and when he tries to explain like the complexities and like why he's so insecure in that relationship he really doesn't like he does the thing where he makes out with taylor and then he comes back to shayla and he he mentions being insecure but he really doesn't communicate to her why he's so insecure and so it's one of those things where by the end like they end up together but you're kind of like that maybe is not interesting because for her she learns about the taylor thing and she's like not phased but she's totally shook by the whole suit thing she's and she's like oh i guess you can wear my dad's suit you know um but she cares way more about that suit than she did that her quote-unquote boyfriend made out with somebody else that's so whack well i think the i i felt like because i didn't feel that way necessarily i did think she was too upset about the suit i was like okay calm like that was like classic rich girl vibes to me but i think with the Mm -hmm. taylor thing i think she's trying not to show that she's bothered because she was she's like it's not a big deal like we never said we were Mm. exclusive and she's like like i felt like trying to be more aloof about it than she actually was because they hadn't had that conversation and so she was like not trying to be like that girl who's like oh my god we're in love when they haven't even like officially said that they're dating and so Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like she was, like, I I felt like her response to the Taylor thing kind of made sense. But I would agree that 
them getting back together was not satisfying. I think in general, between the Laurel-Susanna financial dynamic and then the Stephen-Shayla and, like, Stephen-Princeton sort of dynamics that were happening, I felt like the financial plot so to speak was really underdeveloped I thought it was really interesting yes and there was a potential to have really compelling tension with that and I don't know if it wasn't really explored and it was underdeveloped because that's something that's really not present in the books can you speak to that because it's not yeah because to like really develop that in a meaningful way I think they would have had to have really added some scenes and like moments and stuff and and maybe that's just a bit too much of a deviation but I I appreciated it being there but I did feel like it was really underdeveloped especially on Steven's side because it was such a clear and present part of his plot and like his characterization that it's like a little bit strange they don't develop it I also I don't know if you guys felt this way I don't know if it's because Cousins is fictional but I like didn't understand the like wealth dynamics for a long yes. time into the season I think that maybe Cousins is like supposed to be the Hamptons question mark because they're close enough to New York City to drive. But I initially, when I th- thought Cousins, I was like, oh, this is like a beach house in North Carolina or something. Like these I was are thinking like Cape Cod. Like regularly oh, wealthy people, but I think they're like next level wealthy people, which I didn't realize yeah. until <laughs> like three fourths of the season was through. I don't know if you guys felt that way. Yeah, I guess I didn't really try and place it anywhere particular in particular, but um, that is interesting. I don't know. That's funny, because I definitely placed it in Cape Cod. <laughs> the minute they said it was Massachusetts, I oh, was like, Oh, they said it was okay, Massachusetts? Cape Cod. Yeah, Cousins' Beach is supposed to be in Massachusetts. I'm pretty sure they say that in like that the very, fake. very beginning. I don't feel like they said that. I'm I- pretty sure they said <laughs> that. I'm going to Google, where is Cousins supposed to be? Okay, well. Oh, it's supposed to be in the Cape Cod area. Wow, Riley wins that one. That's hilarious. I nailed it. Massive disappointment for me. That's hilarious. (laughs) Anyway. It's just very, like, New England summer vibes i wouldn't Maybe know it's because I've, I've been to new been england in say, i've never been there either what a flex riley you're like i'm so experienced with new england i know exactly what cape cod looks like abby and i are like it's a beach i don't know never been <laughs> literally literally true wow well um i can thank jacob for that for being from boston because of that I yeah, have visited some of those New England beach towns and they are very lovely and I want to live there. So I think that's another thing is when I watch this show, I'm just like, I want this to be me. I want a beach house in New England so bad. And the summer vibes are so perfect. But yeah, anyway, the wealth dynamic is very much like rich, rich people, which I yeah. think like Laurel's family isn't supposed to be poor. I think they're just like regular Regular. working class like she's a writer she's like maybe her income isn't super stable but it's livable and 
Susanna is like mega, mega wealthy, owns two houses, and yeah. husband is always traveling. Well, it seems like, too, like, um, Stephen talks about at one point the reason why he has this job is so he doesn't have to, like, so he has, like, autonomy, but it doesn't seem like he's planning on paying for his own college. Like, it doesn't seem like that money is because he's like, I can't go to college if I don't. I think he really wants to go to Princeton and his parents are like no you're gonna go to a state school Princeton is too expensive I see so I think it's both like I think he he's like expecting his parents to pay but there's this tension between what they're willing to pay for and what he wants got it though I will say I it was not I would agree like what he was actually like, why he was working, initially I thought it was for college, but it did start to feel more like just his own, like, spending. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's I mean, the if Shayla. he was going to spend it on a suit, so. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if that's, like, what colored it, but it definitely didn't feel like him, or at least at no point did I think he was like, oh, no, I can't spend this because I intentionally am saving it for college. It That never really came across. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's maybe where it's a little underdeveloped, that whole like financial dynamic. But mm-hmm. um we'll see I think a little bit more of it in season two. I've only seen the first three episodes as well though, so T B D T B D. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Is there any on our like list to talk about? We had brothers, moms, Taylor. Cam, oh, we haven't really talked about Cam, but I guess there's not much to say. There's not much yeah. to say except he's, he's a cute. he's a sweetie heart, sweet sweetheart who deserved better. <laughs> he just, did. He did deserve better. Justice for Cam for sure. Um, he was really cute, really sweet. But I I had like no thoughts about their relationship. Like it wasn't. No. I wasn't mad. You know, she. I don't think that Belly necessarily like led him on tons I think I kind of go back to the whole like it's nice to be liked thing and I think that mm-hmm. with Cam she was like this is a cute boy at a party who was nice to me and liked me and I went on a date and we kissed and he came over to my house a couple times and then when I realized that I liked other people more I broke it off mm-hmm. and I think it was fine like I don't think it was poorly handled I think it was just of summer fling and that's great Yeah, no, I would agree completely, especially because I felt like his relationship, like Belly's attraction to him directly, like you saw it direct, like start to decline right at the moment that Conrad started like really sort of engaging with her in a different way. And so I, I felt like you could draw a clear line of, okay, her intentions were genuine because she was like, this guy that I like is not into me. I'm moving on. I'm doing what I need to do to get over him. And I like this other guy. And I think she genuinely felt like there was something there with Cam. And she was like so excited after that first kiss. It was cute. Yeah, and then it was cute. Yeah, it's cute. When it became like, once she was like, oh my gosh, it's maybe possible that this other guy I like could like be back. She immediately, I felt like ended it with Cam and was like, yeah. I'm sorry. So, I think she did the right thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I thought it was uh, 
it was like wholesome i hope we see more of him he's just like a sweet boy i liked him yeah what if hear me out cam and um jeremiah yo so i have seen some like internet shipping and conversation around that and i'm supportive two sweet like puppy dog boys maybe two similar would be my only concern because i do think they're both i would be worried that jeremiah would break his heart but oh yeah see jeremiah is a little bit of a heartbreaker oh definitely for sure for sure he does not feel like true and cam is just so like sincere and earnest i feel like he would just die but it would be it would be a good story it would be a real good it would be entertaining i'd watch that yeah no for For sure sure. that's that i guess is like Hmm. what i'm like second hand shipping also, Jeremiah literally nicknamed him Cam Cameron, and that yeah. nickname sticks for the rest of the show. It's so Cam cute. Cameron. No, okay, I ship it. Wow. I've never heard anyone bring up that ship before until right now, Aww. and I'm obsessed. Me yeah, too. there's um, there's like some fan fiction. The fan fiction for the summer I turned pretty is extremely minimal. Don't waste your time. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is there is some fan fiction that's all like Belly Conrad centric. But in the background, it's Cam and Jeremiah are together. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. Obsessed with that. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a a possibility for like I'm, Jeremiah I'm being here happy. for it. Here for it. Um, I feel like we've covered most of the characters that are interesting. Everybody else, I kind of feel like it's just not they're just they're side characters to side. move the plot forward. Yeah. Um, I do. I will say have... I hate. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna like make a quick mention here that I kind of hate that this show uh, falls prey to the the disposable black girlfriend trope yes. because. Uh, that girl, I can't even remember, can't her, remember name. her name, but she's so cool and cute and gorgeous. like did nothing wrong. So cute, it's gorgeous, and until, Conrad just until like she totally steals sidelines her. Well, and the, yeah, she does do that, but I felt like she's pretty justified in that moment. I was yeah. like, she's real for that. Well, and like the thing is, is I don't feel like her storyline ever gets resolved. Like she, like Conrad no. does her so dirty. And Literally. she just has to forgive him and move on. And that's that. Which just, like, yeah, just feels like a real... So, this is kind of a good segue into what I was going to bring up. And I think it's her that says this. But there was one quote in the show that I wrote down and I wanted to discuss. Okay. Um, and it's... Um, girls aren't supposed to know if we're pretty or not. We're supposed to wait for someone to tell us, but isn't that bullshit? Cause we're all beautiful. Aww. Um, and I wanted to just talk about what the show, um, kind of it's, it's, uh, presentation of beauty because I think it's a big theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting because I just want to know, like, do you think how it portrays beauty, do you think it's positive or do you think it's negative or somewhere in between? I mean, I think this idea that, first of all, a classic trope that damaged me as a child of, oh, 
wow when you like have glasses and braces that's your ugly phase and then once those things are removed you're like automatically beautiful and boys want to date you um it's it's overused it's cliche like i get they were just trying to convey that there was like a transition has happened yeah and Mm -hmm. so i i give it you know it's it is what it is but i think this idea that belly is like an ugly duckling and has like is like coming into her own does not ring true she was at no point in any footage we saw of her with glasses or not like an ugly girl um and not even like an unattractive girl like I think that it maybe would have been more favorable which it's called the summer I turned pretty so how much could they really do to be honest but right I think it would have been more favorable if the focus was more on Belly's, like, like she was more introverted and quiet and just, like, lacked general confidence in herself and is coming back now with this newfound confidence. And that's the transition that happened. Not that she yeah. became beautiful while she was away for the school year. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that we don't see any unconventional beauty representation in this show at all no like zero percent there is everyone is thin everyone's thin everyone's classically beautiful i don't know yeah i didn't feel like it was an incredible representation of diverse beauties but well i think to be honest when i was watching the show though the thing that i noted as my biggest issue with this show is the concept that Belly only becomes interesting once she's pretty. She's pretty. And I mm. hate it because, you know, we've talked all about how she's had all these summers growing up and this relationship, you know, all these relationships with the boys and all these friends and all these things. And nobody, like, people are nice to Belly. And there's, like, the one scene of Conrad, like, dancing with Belly when they were younger but to Mm. me I still read that as very platonic like Mm -hmm. I read that as he's just nice to her yeah you know and I just really take issue with the fact that you know when she steps out of the car in the first episode everybody and everybody who sees her for the first time that summer is like whoa belly you're like you know and there's several references there's um Taylor makes one and her mom makes one about how she like has boobs now and I'm like I just I just don't like it, mm-hmm. you know, as, you know, I just wish that, like you said, that it was more about how she was more confident this year or just, like, had developed more of her personality, had matured a little bit more, mm-hmm. but it's all about, and I agree with you, it's in the title, but I think that is my, if I had to sum up my main criticism about that show, yeah, it'd be that. Because I think that quote is really interesting because I think that quote is an, is an attempt by the writers to minimize their message mm-hmm. and to say, no, we really are trying to say, you know, the beauty standard is messed up while at the same time their whole show is about yeah that beauty standard. So I think that's my main gripe. I think – yeah, no, I think that's an absolutely – valid critique a thousand percent and i i do think that this 
series really falls victim to the early 2000s rom-com, which was so focused on, like, girls transforming into, like, beautiful butterflies. Maybe that's why we find through. it so nostalgic. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but, like, I, I... It's literally, like, The Princess Diaries. Literally, yes. Yeah. Another movie that traumatized me. Oh, my gosh. I was like, <laughs> my frizzy hair. It's fine. Well, I still love them, you know. I know, I know. I'm still obsessed. But I, I, um, I agree. I think they were definitely walking this line of, okay, what's the original concept that we're working with versus how do we minimize that as much as possible without it, like, being overt? And I think they, I think it's probably a mixed bag of, success because I do really like that quote like hearing you read it but I do think I agree I do too but I think the delivery of it in the show of like two very conventionally attractive women who are know each other because they're doing this debutante ball situation and have the same guy like pursuing them but there's like a weird tension there where the line does like I think is it's like so I remember when you guys did your um episode about the the invisible life of Addie LaRue Mm. I think you Sam Mm -hmm. commented that it's fake woke Mm -hmm. and I would say that this show is fake feminist (laughs) a little bit like Mm -hmm. like there are some things in it that they try really hard, like this quote, or there are times where the the boys are are gentlemen, you know, and try the really hard and all these things. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know, but there are some things where, like, why, upon watching it, you can find things where you're like, okay, they're trying hard to present a positive message. But I think that just, like, there's this underlying tone for me where it just doesn't land. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating. Yeah, I I would agree. Yeah, I think that's a very valid beef to have with this show. Uh, there is something to be said, maybe though, about a world that unfortunately does uh, treat girls very differently based on whether or not we're perceived as conventionally attractive. And like, I mean, I remember getting comments as a teenager from people like, "Oh, you have boobs now." Like that was so when Belly got that, I was like, "Ugh, I don't, I definitely don't miss that era of my life when it, yeah, you like really grow into your body and sometimes suddenly people are commenting about it and it's like, whoa, stop looking at me, but also like, oh, am I pretty now? So yeah, it's hard because don't we all want somebody like like that quote? I think is so interesting when they say we're supposed to wait for someone to tell us, but isn't that bullshit? Mm-hmm. Like, we all want somebody to tell us we're pretty. Every every girl wants that. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, you know, as Taylor Swift would say, it's like waiting for a bus that never showed. You know? Ooh. <laughs> like, Ooh, it's just we can't reference. rely on it because then we'll be disappointed. And yeah. then that's what messes with us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So. And I'm really curious in season two how they like address this or deal with it if they do at all because obviously 
where we leave off in season one is just like like such a totally different trajectory for these characters yeah. than yeah totally yeah. season one so I don't know if maybe in season two they have more space to do a better job with it because the plot of season one did not set them up for success as far as trying to (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but I don't know if maybe season two creates more or has more space for that I don't know I haven't nothing currently comes to mind in the first three episodes that I've seen but that they've been very Mm. plot heavy thus far it's not there there hasn't been a lot of space for feminist Mm. undertones yeah and not that I guess this is my thing I don't necessarily think the show needs to Mm-hmm. be a feminist show i just think that it's it's low-key making the claim that it is when it, i don't yeah. think it is that's where my beef lies like you know Valid. i can i can watch a show that doesn't even come near passing the bechdel test and you know <laughs> still be entertained and walk out and be like Good those dudes drove some fast cars or whatever who cares <laughs> like mm-hmm. but and like still you know, enjoy it because that's not what it's trying to do. It's, you know, there are things that are just trying to entertain and are not trying to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this show was trying to say something and I think they got confused. It fell flat. It fell flat. I don't yeah. think they're saying what they think they're saying. Interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I have one last question for you, Abby. I know we're running a little long here but at the beginning when I said that I cried watching the show you were like I can't believe that did you not cry when they all find out Susanna has cancer and then Belly and Laurel are like sobbing in the bed together and Funeral by Phoebe Bridgers is playing (laughs) I I did not cry wow um I were you just not emotionally affected because of how frustrated you were with other aspects of the show I will say at that, so like I said, I've seen the show twice. The first mm-hmm. time I watched it and was just like, no thoughts frustrated. The second time I watched it, I was, as previously stated, sick. I did have a fever. <laughs> um, mm. And I do recall Brutal. that that episode was one where I was a little more out of it. So, if I must watch it a third time <laughs> to see if I cry, <laughs> I might. We'll see. <laughs> I think I think it's just um not to say that I, I don't I don't know that you will cry on watching it a third time. You might be Cuz now you know what happens. Yeah, I was going to say there's like a certain yeah. level of desensitization, but I do just to talk about that scene with Laurel and Belly, which is their most, like we talked about, like their relationship is not like an ooey gooey mother daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's like tension between them kind of the whole summer um, between like what her mom wants her to do and what she wants to do and um, secrets and all of that jazz. And like there was something so raw about them having just such a pure mother-daughter moment of they are both heartbroken and Laurel is like devastated and you know she's devastated because this is her best friend and she's like still being 
a mother to Belly even in her pain and like Belly is just such a child in that scene that it's like it makes me emo well I'll say I I will say two other things about that so one um there are some themes in tv and movies that like always make me cry and cancer is one of them so it is a teeny bit (laughs) like I've watched the walk to remember so many times and I just like sob with that movie so like I am a little surprised that it didn't pull up my heartstrings very much. And the other thing, I did find Susanna in particular a very hard character to relate to. I Mm. think part of that is because she's rich. And Mm. I was like, you know, rich white lady. Another reason, I think, is because I disagreed with her pushing Belly to do the debutante thing. I found that pretty annoying. And this is gonna like this is coming off sounding terrible, but I didn't feel that bad that she was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. Oh, <laughs> like like I was like, I just wasn't as attached to her as a character. So mm-hmm. I think like if some other character would have like maybe if it were Laurel that had cancer, who I didn't have any problems with, maybe I would have felt differently. Um but I do see, like, I, I see why Belly and Laurel were as upset as they were. And I, I see, like, I do relate to those emotions. And I think, I think I, like, without too much effort, I think I could get myself to cry watching this show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't. And I think that's why. Um, that's fair. But if I thought hard enough about it. I probably could, you know, put myself in their shoes enough to, to I was, feel some emotion. I was going to say, I. it's interesting because as you were talking, I was thinking about how I felt about Susanna. And, like, when we find out that Susanna has cancer, I don't, I'm not, like, thinking about Susanna that much at all. I'm thinking about all of the other characters that are impacted by that. And, like... And you care about those characters And I care a lot. about those characters. And that's what, like, elicits some emotion. Versus... Susanna, I mean, first of all, she knows that she's ha- that she has cancer. Like she's known for a long time, so she's yeah, not. She's having, accepted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not having any emotional reaction. It's all these other characters responding, and so I had no. I didn't think about her at all when we found out she had cancer. I was like, Poor oh. Susanna, you're I like I didn't think about how she felt about cancer, and I'm like I don't care if she died. Like <laughs> <laughs> she is very Brutal. unrelatable, though. It's a good thing she's yeah. fictional because, yikes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that I feel on like, that. <laughs> yep, that's that on that. I feel like we have uh, hopefully convinced you, Abby, that this show has some substance and is worth watching the second season. I'll, I'll say this. Though. When, when, I, when we started, the percentage that I was possibly gonna watch season two was like it was zero it was zero there was no chance (laughs) (laughs) did not care and and I think that I had very I had some thoughts you know coming in Mm -hmm. but I was a little concerned about filling the time and thinking do I have enough thoughts about this show and it turns out I do and we just had to pull them out of you. You just had to, mm-hmm. you know, just extract those thoughts. <laughs> um, 
And I think while I think I've come, I've made peace with the summer I turned pretty. There's no, there's no okay. anger in my heart at this moment towards the I'll take that. Pretty. That feels like a win. Yeah. I think it's yeah. more like kind of, I think Sam said this earlier where, you know, I, I recognize that there was effort put into the show. I recognize that, you know, people worked hard and there, there is depth. Um, I don't think this is the story for me, but Fair enough. I, I see its value and I think you're both lovely and I had fun. This was a good chat. Wow. I'm so glad you were able to join us. I'm so glad I was too. Man, this feels like I listen to so many podcasts and I feel, you know, wow, dreams come true. Am I making your debut? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna be on a podcast that I was listening to just a couple days ago. Crazy. I will say, um, as I would assume your most dedicated listener. um, Yes. Definitely. I thoroughly enjoy both of you. I enjoy your thoughts. I think every time I think you guys are so smart and I'm like, wow, I would never have thought of that. And whenever I read the books or watch the shows or listen to the music that you guys talk about, I feel like it enriches my experience in doing so. So thank you for the time and effort you put into this podcast. It it brings me a lot of joy. I'm just thrilled, mm. thrilled to be here. Thrilled to have you. Thank you for being Absolutely. here. Absolutely, great. Thrilled yeah. to have you. We love having a, especially on this episode of a voice of disagreement, a dissenting opinion. Let me we tell you, I got a, I got a lot of feelings. Somebody's got to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I bid everyone farewell thank you for listening to this episode we hope you enjoyed and that this episode has gotten any listeners ready and excited about season two like we are because we will be doing an episode breaking down season two once it's all out um you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we upload new episodes every tuesday and you can check our show notes for our Instagram, email, and uh, Goodreads information. If you want to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. And with that, thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.